Welcome to Day 2 of Bureau 42's Comic Book Podcast Pilot Season. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Today we're doing our second of the full-run read-alongs. So yesterday we piloted the Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. read-along. Today we're going to be piloting the New Warriors read-along which would be a shorter series for two reasons. One, the New Warriors don't appear in nearly as many comics, so there's just not as much to draw from. And two, a lot of those appearances that they do have were taking place in the 90s, where there was a massive amount of crossovers with some rather poor quality titles, just glutting the market as the comics industry was exploding due to speculators rather than readers. So this podcast series would cover every appearance of the New Warriors I have access to, which includes every issue of every book released as New Warriors, as well as crossovers and other major titles such as, you know, major comics events here, Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, Fantastic Four titles, and those other main titles that I have in my collection. It would also cover things that spun out of the New Warriors. So looking at Nova's second solo series, I don't have any of Night Thrasher's solo series, but it's something I'd be willing to try and track down. So it wouldn't be as comprehensive as the Nick Fury series, which also wouldn't be complete, but I've got a much wider representation of it, but it would be covered. And it would also include the unreleased series that starts in February. But as with the Nick Fury series, each podcast covers a complete story. So when we've got a story arc that's six issues long, that's one podcast for all six issues. They didn't show up in great detail in the Nick Fury podcast, simply because a lot of his first appearances were in the one-and-done days of comics. So both of the Nick Fury podcasts are going to deal with one issue each. The first New Warriors podcast is going to deal with their first appearance in Thor issues 411 and 412, and then next week we deal with just New Warriors issue 1. So the New Warriors themselves were originally pitched in the marketing editorial as the Young Avengers. That was a title that they almost had to begin with. The idea was to take a look at a lot of their younger and teenage characters that Marvel had in their collection and try and bring them together into a single coherent team and keep going from there. So of the six founding members of the New Warriors, five of them existed prior to the New Warriors concept. So those six founding members in order of appearance are Namorita, also known as Namorita Prentice. She first appeared in Submariner issue 50 from June 1972. So she is Namor, the Submariner's cousin. She's got similar attitudes and power sets, but now she's a blonde woman. Prior to Thor 411, she had last been seen in Fantastic Four Annual number 22, which came out earlier the same year. The second character to appear was Marvel Boy, although he didn't appear with that name. Vance Astrovic is his real name. He first appeared as Vance Astro in Giant Size Defenders number 5, and in there he appeared just as a very young child, as well as a member of the 30th century version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he would grow up to be a member of that team. We also see him as a telekinetic teenager, as a friend of the Thing, wrestling on Battleworld following Secret War, and that was actually the last time he had been seen in print, was the Thing issue 32 from 1986. The third member of the team to appear was Nova, or the original Nova, Richard Ryder. He first appeared in his own comic in September 1976. He was Marvel's Green Lantern knockoff that we'll discuss in much more detail on day 13 of this comic book podcast pilot season. The last time he had been seen was in ROM issue 24, which goes back to the earlier 1980s. The fourth team member is Firestar. Now, she originally appeared in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, the cartoon series, not the comic. At that time, they wanted Spider-Man to have a couple friends. They picked Iceman, and they were trying to get the Human Torch because they would all be teenagers. The rumors that they didn't do it because they are afraid kids would set themselves on fire are false. The rights to the Human Torch were just tied up with a different animation studio that had adapted some of his solo adventures from Strange Tales into 
a series of Marvel cartoons in the 1960s. So they invented Firestar as another fire-based character. She appeared in a couple Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends comics, but again, that was the TV continuity. Her first in-continuity appearance was Uncanny X-Men number 193. That was in May 1985. She then had her own four-issue miniseries that came out in 1986, and the fourth issue of that miniseries was the fifth time that she'd been seen in Marvel continuity and her last appearance before this series. The fifth team member to appear was Speedball, whose first appearance was Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 22, from 1988, which is the year prior to these Thor issues. He showed up in a 10-issue series following that, as well as Fantastic Four Annual number 21, but Speedbell did have a 10-issue solo series by Roger Stern and Steve Ditko that was cancelled with issue 10 in June 1989. I've got the full run of that series, and that's part of the reason I'm going with the New Warriors. I actually picked up a copy of Speedball number one at random. A lot of my classmates in junior high at the time were big New Warriors fans, and I kind of felt like Speedball was my hero, because I could answer questions about Speedball that they didn't know because they didn't recap his origins. So he kind of felt like my guy and the New Warriors were sort of my team. In the original run, I only read the first 20 issues, but I've since gone back and collected all of them and haven't had a chance to go through and read them all, which is part of the motivation for picking this as a contender in the podcast pilot season. It's to give me a good excuse to go back and make time to read all of those issues now that I have them. In any event, Speedball was clearly designed to try and recapture that Spider-Man magic, where you've got a teenage hero that the day's teens could identify with. So he was dealing with parents who were still married at the time, but it's very clear very early that the clock is ticking on that marriage. It's not a happy home. Not abusive, just a lot of arguing parents and argumentative parents. He needs some of that escape. He's getting conflicting advice from both of them. Unfortunately, Ditko was doing the heavy lifting and he was writing comics in 1988 and 1989 exactly the way he was writing them in the 60s and the industry had grown up around him. So it's just not a good read when you look at it in the era it came from. And the last time Speedball had been seen before Thor 411 was in the 10th and final issue of his series, which was clearly cancelled abruptly. That 10th issue ends with a promise of what story we're going to see in issue 11. And it really was a 1960s throwback. A lot of those issues had two stories each. And the final founding member of the New Warriors was Night Thrasher. Now, his first appearance is here in Thor number 411, cover date December 1989. He was essentially created to be the team leader for the New Warriors. In a nutshell, he's a young and inexperienced Batman. His parents were murdered when he was young. He was raised by guardians. He trained himself to be able to take on crime and eliminate all crime in all of its forms. It is an all consuming crusade for him. He's got quite a bit of wealth to back him up, so he's got toys and stuff, devices, crime-fighting gear. He actually dresses in bulletproof body armor and has a bulletproof skateboard that he uses to get around. Very clear grudge on his shoulder. If you think young, angry Batman, you pretty much got an idea for what Night Thrasher is. So now on to these issues that cover the first story. The first issue just barely features them. This is in the middle of the Acts of Vengeance crossover. It's one of the more interesting crossover events. It's not really one coherent story that goes all the way through. There's a mysterious villain, later revealed to be Loki, who's basically causing mischief and messing things around by orchestrating events so that heroes face someone else's villain. So in these two issues, Thor finds himself up against the Juggernaut, and that's a common theme. So we'd see Avengers villains going up against the Fantastic Four and vice versa. It was interesting because a lot of them were very easy to read if that was the only title you were reading, and you got a bit of a change of pace when they dealt with villains they're not used to dealing with, and we're not used to seeing their characters deal with. As events go, it's a nice little crossover, but it's more of a tone of the universe 
and the big story even found that Loki was behind it came elsewhere. But in any event, these two issues are the ones where Thor is facing off against the Juggernaut. They can be found on Comixology. They can be found in Marvel Digital Unlimited. If you've got that subscription service, which is great, I recommend it. They can also be found reprinted in the Acts of Vengeance Omnibus. Buying the standalone monthly issues is certainly possible in the back bins. They are surprisingly expensive. I guess there's a lot more New Warriors fans than I expected. So I just went with the $1.99 through Comixology before I found out that they were on the Marvel Digital Unlimited subscription service, along with every other Thor comic. I must have got those uploaded quickly to tie in with the movies. Coming in on this, I wasn't that familiar with Thor's backstory, so there was a couple things I didn't realize. I was kind of surprised to see that. You know, Hercules was hanging out and practically rooming with him. I knew that Thor was Eric Masterson at the time, rather than Don Blake. He had a kid. There's a lot that goes on with Thor's backstory. The part that's critical to the story that I wasn't previously aware of, although they gave a recap right on the page, as they tended to do at the time, is that he's been having bouts of weakness. So Thor's in the middle of battle, and he's sort of overcome and underpowered, and that's when Juggernaut gets the upper hand. The Juggernaut's attack shows up on the news. Richard Ryder sees it, and he puts out a call through a private BBS system, which sounds a little funny now, but for 1989, that actually shows a writer who's on top of things, and he puts out the call to get the New Warriors together. So we get single-panel introductions to Richard Ryder, Robbie Baldwin as Speedball, Angelica Jones as Firestar, Vance Astrovic as Marvel Boy, Namorita Prentice, and then we get a couple of pages for Night Thrasher, who's appearing for the first time along with his mentors, Cord and Ty. Then it cuts back to Thor fighting the Juggernaut, and the Juggernaut finally gets the upper hand, Thor is down, and the end of that first issue is when all the new warriors show up and they say, hey, we're here. And it's that last panel going, now you're in trouble, you've got to deal with the new warriors. And they all have that little speech bubble showing a little bit about their characters and their attitudes. So we don't really see the new warriors in action as the new warriors until issue 412. And their youth and inexperience comes through pretty clearly. We see that Robbie Baldwin as Speedball is pretty hot-headed, and it's one of the reasons I like the character. We do see him mature and grow up in the course of the new warriors. He dives in right away and just keeps bouncing against the Juggernaut to wear him down, and the Juggernaut smacks him once and he's out of there. We also see how cold and unforgiving Night Thrasher is. Firestar's saying we need to go get Speedball. He might be hurt. And Night Thrasher says, no, he got himself into this mess. He can get himself out of it. We focus here. We get a good feel for Nova and Namorita. They're definitely the strong and heavy-hitting members of the team. Marvel Boy is telekinetic. Firestar can manipulate microwaves. And Night Thrasher just seems to be a guy who can fight with armor, although he can lose control and just keep diving in. And they say Firestar's the only one who can talk him down. So we get a pretty good feel for the team dynamic. And when you're up against something like the Juggernaut, it seems pretty clear that, at least at this stage, they couldn't handle Juggernaut on their own, but at this stage, neither could Thor. And they do work together quite nicely to take the Juggernaut down, where you've got Firestar using her heat to heat him up, you've got Thor bringing in the elements to combine them, and then they can't really defeat him, they just get him caught up in some metal slab that'll slow him down long enough for Thor to teleport him to another dimension and just basically take Juggernaut off the table. And then we get another little closing sequence where each of the new warriors has a little quote saying what they're all about, and we get that thought balloon from Thor saying, oh, I think we're going to be hearing a lot about the new warriors in the future. We would, but they wouldn't show up again until their own series started in June 1990, which is another six months down the road. So this one introduces them, and it's enough to try and pique your interest, but some of it is a little bit heavy-handed and cheesy in the introductions, partly because of the time constraints getting this on the page and having the action involved and trying to introduce essentially six characters, one of whom is brand new and five of whom a lot of readers wouldn't know about, especially Firestar. Up to this point, she had her own miniseries and appeared in one issue of Uncanny X-Men. We've got Nova, who hadn't appeared since 1981. 
we've got Marvel Boy, who basically appeared in the Things side series, although he was also in the Guardians of the Galaxy, which was running starting this year. So he got a little bit more exposure that way. And he ends up being one of the more developed characters in the Marvel Universe as a whole. There's quite a character path coming up for him that I'd be very interested in going through. So we do get a good feel here in terms of wetting our appetite. We understand the character dynamics, and at this point you can pick up pretty much any issue and understand how they're going forward. The next time they appear will be the subject of next week's podcast in this series, and that's the issue that kicks off their series, New Warriors issue number one. That takes place before these Thor issues. It's the origin story for the team and it shows how these six got together. So join us for that on day nine of our comic book podcast pilot season, which will be this time next week. And join us again tomorrow for the pilot for the comic book physics podcast series. And remember, at the end of day 14, we're going to open up the voting so you can decide which of these seven comic book podcasts is the one that continues in the long term. Feedback can also be emailed directly to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com, and you can leave us a review on iTunes. So one last time, please join us again tomorrow, and thank you for listening.